Welcome to The Press Office with Kate and Co-PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, a publicist here at Kate & Co PR. And if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, and welcome back to The Press Office with Kate & Co PR. On today's episode, I am chatting to Maggie Zhao, who is a writer and producer at digital media outlet Refinery29 Australia. Refinery29 has such a cult following overseas, so it has been so interesting watching their brand launch here in Australia and go from strength to strength. Maggie and I chat all about the platform and its success within the country so far, how publicists can best get coverage on their site and how entrenched she really is in the world of digital media. As always, if you enjoy the episode, please rate, share and subscribe. The support means the world to us. Now, on to the episode. Hello, Maggie, and thank you so much for joining me today on The Press Office with Kate & Co PR. I am personally such a huge fan of Refinery29, and I was so excited when they were launching the Australian version. So obviously, you have been a part of that journey. But before we get into it, I have so many questions about Refinery29. Do you mind introducing yourself? what you do and how you got to where you are today. Of course, Marissa. Thank you so much for having me. Very honoured to be here representing Refinery29 Australia. But yes, a little bit about me. I'm Maggie Zhao. I'm 22 years old from Melbourne and I am writer and producer at Refinery29. It's a position I um, got this year. But apart from that, you know, I love writing. I love writing about fashion, culture, lifestyle, etc. Um, I also co-host a pop culture podcast called Culture Club. And I also do some, uh, I guess, content creation bits over on my Instagram too. So it's nice to be really entrenched in the media world. <laughs> you definitely have a very busy life. And I would love to know, what does a typical day look like for you? You obviously have your finger in so many pies. Is it always a little bit different? Yeah, it is, which is how I like it. Um, especially before I landed this gig, I had been freelancing and I just finished up uni this year as well. So I am very accustomed to having, yes, fingers in lots of different pies. I guess now that I am in full-time work, it's kind of nice to have a more, I guess, steady routine. It's still, you know, curveballs every day and new things every day. But uh, for instance, a typical day for me at Refinery looks like managing socials from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter, as well as pitching and writing stories, um, which is super fun. And that's, yeah, I'm so happy I get to work alongside my fabulous team um, but you know after work hours I am also working on my own thing so that could be researching for my podcast or um, I don't know shooting a photo for Instagram or something like that. It's never just like the nine to five anymore everyone has always something going on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I guess for those listening who aren't familiar with the Refinery29 brand do you mind just giving a little overview of 
what the digital platform is and why you brought it to Australia. Of course. So how lucky are we to have this global sensation arrive here in Australia? Um, It started in the US almost two decades ago now, and it's now got editions over in the UK, Canada, France, and Germany. So it's growing quickly and it's such a beautiful online digital platform that seeks to help women in underrepresented groups see, feel, and claim their power. So we are all about tackling taboos and talking about, I guess, conversations that don't always get their spot in the mainstream media. Um, We're really big on representation and inclusivity, but we also like to have fun. You know, there's always going to be TikTok beauty hacks on our page. There's always going to be fun internet like ongoings as well. So it's not always overly serious. We always want to prioritize joy as well. But yeah, it was something I loved reading. So honestly, I I have to pinch myself still six months into the job. I'm like, wait, what? I get to work here? I love how you've described it because I think as a consumer of Refinery29, I love that I can hop onto the website and it's so educational. I always feel like I learn something. I always feel like I'm reading something that I relate to as well. But then there's also that light as well. It's not super heavy. You know, obviously it does get there sometimes, but I feel like, you know, it's an enjoyable read as well, which I think we need. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's 100% the vibe that we're going for. I love that. And I guess from your end, were you always such a fan of Refinery29? Like what made you excited joining this team? Yeah, I think here in Australia, we've got some incredible publications, a lot that I have written for as well. But I think when we do look overseas, there are just also some very cool publications that are just doing things differently. I feel like doing things differently is probably what stood out for me. I just, I've been reading it online for a couple years now and they always had stories that just felt different as well. I'm going to keep using this word different apparently, but it always just felt unique from other publications and the way they told stories were regardless of whether it's you know tackling the same news story it would always come from such an unexpected angle and that's what I think really drew me into the publication as well as they're just super fun bright graphics I feel like it was just so playful and joyful so yeah I definitely feel that the branding is so cool as well it really brings you in and it talks to like a younger audience but not in a way that is watered down or dumbed down which I think often can happen unfortunately exactly and I also love that predominantly like our audience also skews 25 to 35 as well that's probably that's the bulk of our audience Um, and I love that we platform stories for instance today um, I was just bringing over an article written by an overseas um, refining 29 about the first trimester of pregnancy and how that can be a lonely time as well and you know for me who's in their very early 20s that's a narrative that I personally I'm not living through but it's so great to platform that and we have so many readers who are going through pregnancy or who are parents etc so that's nice too and one of the things you touched on before was that refinery 29 has had such a cult following especially over in the u.s was there any sort of pressure to kind of reflect the success from the U.S. over here? And how has it been received since launching here in Australia? Yeah, I think being kind of chosen as a custodian of this incredible brand felt, definitely felt like 
our weight on our shoulders, right? We wanted to do it justice. I think every single member of our team loves it to bits. We were fans first anyway, right? So there wasn't technically that external pressure. There wasn't someone breathing down our neck being like, this has to be perfect. I think it was almost self-inflicted. Um, but what was super wonderful was that the US team and the UK team have been so lovely and they've been by our side helping us out. They've been super supportive as well. So having that kind of camaraderie with the other additions has completely helped. And yeah, it was kind of less, I feel like I should have been more scared now I think about it, but it was less fear and it was just more excitement, I would say. But you are right you know, Refinery does have such a cult following. We recently brought over Money Diaries, which is their lauded vertical that, you know, people get to take a sneak peek into the ongoings of a random regular person's life. And um, that person tracks their week down to the scent. So that's such a beautiful and fun vertical we have. And bringing it over was so exciting because so many people just love it. It's so well known already. I love the Money Diaries. It's one of my favorite segments. It's so interesting the way that people live is so different as well like you have someone who isn't on a huge salary who is living large every day but then on the other hand you have people who are getting paid the big bucks who are like budgeting every single cent I know it's so juicy I feel like everyone loves peeking into other people's money habits like definitely me too so yeah so good how has the brand been received since launching here has it been a success can you say that yet oh yes I definitely think I want to call it a success. It definitely is in my eyes. We have received such positive comments from people that, you know, along the lines of, I finally feel seen by Australian media or like, wow, that I've never seen anything like this publication here. Um, and just people thanking us for, I guess, producing the, the work that we are. I feel like we are. I feel like I'm boosting our egos too much there. Sorry. But I am just personally just so proud of it. Like, I'm so proud of like this baby that we've helped bring into the world. So yeah, it's been so lovely receiving um, such positive feedback. That's amazing. I Well, everyone I've heard from has been loving it. And I guess I'm really surprised to hear that you have had such a close working relationship with uh, staff from the US, from the UK. So what has that kind of been like? And how have you decided to kind of differentiate the platform for the Australian market? Yeah, it's been so nice having their help. Um, time differences does make it hard as well, but they've been so generous with training sessions and just talking through any questions that we have. But I think what I adore about Refinery is that each platform um, and each like country that they reside in does feel different. Like the UK and the US editions feel quite different and unique to where they are. And I, that's 100% what we want the Australian one to feel like. We're not trying to completely replicate the UK site, even though it's gorgeous, because we know that Australia has so much to offer. Like we have such a unique way of seeing things and living. And that's actually not something that we want to hide or distill. That's what we want to showcase. And I think some of our like some of my favorite pieces that we've created or commissioned from others are the ones that feel very refinery but have the Australian flavor like threaded through and embedded so yeah I think just honestly that that's what makes us different here and do you share content like from each platform as well so you might like find an article on the US side and go 
this would resonate really well with our audience too. We do, which makes our jobs a little bit easier because we have such fantastic content to platform on our sites that are like, you know, it's there already. So yeah, um, and it's so nice seeing our articles be republished on like the UK side or the US side. It's always a nice warm feeling. I can imagine that. That would be like a nice little secret goal to have when you're writing something. And besides from the Money Diaries, which I'm sure is going to be a huge success here, what topics have been really resonating with Australian audiences here? And you mentioned it was that 25 to 35 year old bracket, correct? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I have to also say that, yes, Money Diaries has been doing so well. And it's just so interesting to see that money just in general performs really well. So the nitty gritty, you know, we've had um, women tell us how much is in their savings account, how they bought a house. We even got influencers to tell us their highest paid brand collab, like these juicy things. Um, people love and I think they also perform really well on socials as well I think it's very voyeuristic Um, but apart from that I think we're super strong in the diversity sphere as I mentioned before for instance a lovely culture editor Alicia does incredible coverage of reality TV shows but through that kind of diversity lens which is awesome to see and I also just feel like personal stories really also perform well we've been lucky enough to have such a beautiful database of contributors right for us we you know last week just had a really heartbreaking stories from a trans woman writing about her experience of losing her trans friends this year which was a devastating read but so important and one that I'm so happy that we got to platform and share into the world so those kind of more unique personal stories really also do perform well and in terms of I guess looking to the future and 2022 which is a bit scary to say oh god it's soon I know it's only a month away what topics do you want to explore more and how do you find these topics and to know what's trending oh my goodness it's an interesting one because I think a lot of our content especially what I enjoy writing about is driven by internet trends like give me a tiktok piece any day of the week I love it and those things move like so quickly you know a new tiktok trend will take off one week it's gone the next week and you just can't you just can't predict it um if you maybe remember a few weeks ago there was this phenomenon of this couch guy tiktok where everyone on the internet was speculating whether this guy was cheating on his long distance girlfriend very specific very random but that was such an interesting discussion to be had on refinery 29 but it's not something that i could have predicted at all i do think that after last year's iteration of the black lives matter movement publications have really kind of took a mirror to themselves and are really reflecting on how inclusive their content is really authentically and you know it's it's been over a year since that happened and I'm really proud that Refinery has always stood for these values but I think it's about how we can continue to amplify these voices other marginalized voices I feel like that's always super important to us honestly if I'm gonna be honest with you 2022 is coming up so quickly I haven't even gotten a chance to think about next year's work (laughs) Um, but I know that there will be exciting things (laughs) it's definitely coming up a little bit too quickly it makes me a bit scared (laughs) Mm, same here and in terms of your work 
specifically with Refinery29, how would you best work with a publicist and how could we get our clients coverage with you guys? I think what's really important is when a PR person um, reaches out to us that they really understand what Refinery is about. Like this morning, I did get something from someone else, definitely not Kate and Co, about a weight loss shake, right? And that is definitely not something that we're going to platform we don't believe in fat shaming or anything like that here but i do think it's about knowing our values so whether that's potentially like a fashion story and it's angled towards like ethical sustain ethics and sustainability or whether it's like a cool collab with an indigenous artist and you know profits are going to like a charity or something like that i feel like that's always a bonus when I know a PR um, company understands refinery and what we do. Um, It makes it a lot easier as well. I also do think we love getting studies. I mean, that's such a random, random thing, but I think research is always so important that always sparks kind of like a new story or a nice conversation we can have online. So um, being pointed to experts and having this kind of figures and numbers handy yeah helps as well no that's a good answer and I think yeah the number one rule or my number one advice as a publicist is to make sure you know who you're pitching to what they write for and read what they've written about in the past few weeks is this product client right for them as well exactly I mean I could I can't imagine how much work that takes um, from a publicist side so I so appreciate and commend that I know it's not always possible to devote that much time because you know you'll be talking to multiple publications and heaps of people but that those emails always stand out in my inbox when I can tell that there's been oh kind of more thought or it's more personalized and I I would say that you know Refinery29 and I guess other digital platforms you know they're becoming more and more important for publicists to build a relationship with do you have any advice for someone who is wanting to build a relationship with someone like you yeah oh my goodness I'm like I, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer this because what's what's running through my mind right now is like, okay, I'm like so new to the job, you know, six months into a full-time position and I am not the best at keeping on top of my inbox. So I am probably so annoying to a lot of publicists because they're like, that darn Maggie, like so bad at reply sometimes. But I think across the board, you know, I think people who work in media are just like incredibly busy and emails do kind of get left behind sometimes. Um, but to actually uh, answer your question about how to like build up relationship or how to contact me, I guess, or others like me, I think... It's knowing that we're probably like a lot of the time I do screen emails, like I do quickly read things, but if I don't reply, I want people to know it's not personal. It's it's just a time thing. And one thing I find really handy as well, for instance, you know, we might be getting some beauty launches or beauty drops um, and media releases about them in my inbox. And perhaps I'm not going to use that now and I'm not going to potentially reply, but let's say I'm doing a roundup of ethical beauty products. I am going to search the keywords through my inbox and see what kind of um, emails have dropped along those topics in like the weeks and months to come. So sometimes I will literally reply a couple months later, um, much to the disdain I think of some publicists. But um, another way that I actually like engaging with PR is 
I think being able to put a face to a name and kind of just slowly building up connections quite organically, whether that be meeting face to face at an event, potentially a short coffee catch up now that we are starting to open, or even just like, you know, a 10, 15 minute Zoom call, I always feel like is really nice just so we can see what we kind of can help each other with and what brands work organically with um, like my platform or whatever. So yeah that's kind of the way I go about it but I know there's a lot to learn I'll be listening to this podcast and seeing how other people do it no I think everyone's answer is quite similar too and my personal advice for younger publicists is that it takes time you know you'll you'll start to see journalists now that we can go out to events at events and you know you have a chat there and then maybe after that you have a coffee and then you can start having those like really organic authentic chats with them about this is my client like what are your thoughts how can we make this work so it it is definitely like a a longer timeline than I think some people would expect at the start yes good call I like that advice and I would now like to quickly chat on you also because you're a very busy person and one job isn't enough you also have your very own podcast culture club pod what is the podcast for those at home that don't know and What made you want to start this show? Yeah, so I have this weekly podcast that I have with my lovely friend and fellow writer, Jasmine Wallace. And we did start it in classic lockdown um, back in 2020. But yes, (laughs) we started this podcast just over a year ago in lockdown because it was quite funny. At the time, we were both writing for Fashion Journal and we actually started like constantly pitching the same stories and <laughs> we had very very similar ideas and it was just like you know instead of competing for the you know the same bylines why don't we work together and do something that's super fun and on it we just talk about pop culture current affairs the internet and our lives and we're both two like 20 somethings here in melbourne in the media sphere so it is just so fun to do like I'm I'm kind of grinning at you while I'm talking about it because as much as like it takes a lot of time as you know you you with a podcast you would know it's also just nice to kind of catch up with a friend even if it's with an audience I guess like listening in and it's just nice to dissect like you know what we've seen in a new cycle this week and I actually think it helps me um, in my full-time work as well because I am just diving deeper into these topics here. So yeah, that's that's the podcast. Yes, it is definitely a lot harder than people think. But no, I think it's such a great platform and this digitization of traditional media, whether that's through Refinery29 and the likes or, you know, podcasts for audio mediums, it's just, yeah, it's just been such a huge transition. So I, I would love to also know how do you think the media landscape has evolved and where do you see it going in the future? Gosh, it's ever evolving. I swear it does not stand still. <laughs> Every month there's something new and it's wild and again um definitely want to kind of emphasize that i am so new to this but even in my first few years in the media sphere like it's it's already changing so rapidly you know um tiktok is such a massive platform now whereas i used to be where instagram dominated um even the way that people consume the written word and how articles are repurposed and republished online continually changes I used to be, I still am, I guess, but like freaked out about that, right? It's like, how do we stay up to date 
uh oh like is this like you know this platform that we've spent so long building up what if it just disappears the next day and i think what's helped overcome that fear um and while acknowledging that this space will continually change is that at the crux of it it all comes down to storytelling like that stays the same regardless if we're looking at print digital social media etc so i feel like rest assured humans still love connection and people still love storytelling it's just looking it's just in different clothes it's just changing its form a little bit but yeah it's still the same (laughs) that is so well put i love how you have phrased that so thank you for sharing that that is great insight and i'm really sad because we are pretty much at the end of the interview but i do like to ask all of my guests a series of quick fire questions with which are all about how they best work with prs so are you ready i'm ready (laughs) let's do it okay email or phone call email please email <laughs> it's such like a, a our generation thing like we're so anti-phone call yeah i know i'm so sorry please phone calls terrifying coffee or wine ketchups don't make me choose both are incredible but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna lean towards coffee for this one digital or traditional media i'm gonna have to say digital oh god like I am obsessed with print, don't get me wrong. Like nothing beats the smell of like a new magazine, but I'm going to say digital. And I'm really interested for this one, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok? Instagram. I love Instagram still. I I know I also love TikTok. Um, Facebook, I don't believe it. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But I just, Instagram is so comforting and I love the community that I've formed there and it's always a source of inspiration. TikTok makes me laugh, which I love, but Instagram, I adore. <laughs> I agree. I feel like Instagram is great for sharing. TikTok scares me to share on, but I love it. God, feels. Yes. <laughs> and my last question, press release, personalized pitch or both? Both. Love a good PDF with like the written press release. Got all the information there. A lovely Dropbox link to beautiful imagery. But then I also do love a little bit of personalization and story ideas. You know, best of both worlds. Great answer. Anyway, Maggie, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I think everyone will be very excited to listen along to this episode. So thank you. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.